Welcome to the RE Podcast, the first dedicated RE podcast for students and teachers. My name is Louisa Jane Smith and this is the two-year anniversary of the RE Podcast. I started it in October 2020 during the COVID pandemic and it's still going and I'm on over 30,000 downloads. So thank you to you wonderful listeners for your continued support. I genuinely, genuinely love doing this and feel very privileged to be in this position. So I'm just, as I did last year, I'm going to do a little brief summary of seasons four, five and six. And finally, season six, what an incredible season again, starting off with two episodes with Jeff Quazzo looking at prophecies in the Bible. Then I interviewed the incredible Pastor Mick Fleming about his conversion to Christianity and his work with Church on the Streets. A freaky look about the future of humanity with Erin Draw. I did a quick history of the Bible in under 20 minutes and then a history of philosophy in around 40 minutes. I had the incredible privilege of talking to Seven Graham about being intersex, a unique opportunity to talk to an ex-convict David Shipley about our prison system in this country, I spoke to the beautiful Ramina Akhtar and Andrew Pierbacus about women in Islam and then finished off with one of my favourite episodes that I do each year on children that have won the RE Online competition. And this year I spoke to a beautiful young lady called Amelie, who is the student of Wakar Ahmedi, who is a regular on the RE podcast. If somebody can tell you with 100% accuracy and 100% specificity what's going to happen in the future, whether that's a day in the future or a thousand years in the future, and it comes to pass just like they said it would, that goes a long way to prove some significant truths about that individual, whoever that might be. It's not a revelation of John. As you read it in its entirety and as you understand from the title, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. We find right from the first chapter, the revelation of a resurrected Jesus. And so that's what we start with when we start with the book of Revelation is actually meeting Jesus in his resurrected state as he appears to John on an island in the Mediterranean called Patmos. I used to collect debts and hurt people for a living. So my life was around money, all tied into addiction. So I became a career criminal, really. Mm. And uh, I had an encounter with God one particular day that completely changed my life. So the simplest way to kind of explain this is AI, it's an existing technology that we, we have today but it's the first time where we don't actually have a steering wheel or buttons to control what the machine does. In fact, the machine, we may be able to give it goals, but the machine determines what to do on its own. And so that just presents inherent risks. And then a lot of really smart philosophers and technologists and smart people who are dealing with this are noticing some emergent problems that are sort of inherent in intelligent machines or the idea of intelligent machines. So one of them is the red button problem. So for instance, and this sounds like science fiction, but it's actually already happening, where if a smart machine has a goal and deactivating that machine will hurt the achievement of that goal, then the machine will start resisting being turned off. Well, Sunday Assembly is a secular community that celebrates life. 
And that's because it's a community that doesn't really link itself to any particular religion or anything like that. It's just a space where people can get together and celebrate life. Just by the fact of being together and spending time with each other, you know, singing songs, just enjoying the moment so that for that moment, at the very least, you know, you can just sort of enjoy what life is and, and meet other people. But one way I think that's helpful to sort of distinguish humanism from many religious worldviews is that whereas many religious worldviews tend to posit the existence of beings or entities or forces beyond the natural world, humanism tries to keep focused purely on the natural world around us. So religions, for example, might explain the origins or the source of value or meaning based on something outside of humanity, outside of the natural world. But humanists will try to rely on the resources of this world alone in sourcing knowledge, sourcing value, sourcing meaning. The word Bible comes from the Latin word biblios, which means library. That's where the French get their word bibliothèque. So the Bible actually isn't a book. It's a library of books, 66 in fact. This collection of books were written over a period of about a thousand years by 40 different authors and they vary in genre and purpose. A warning, this gets very, very deep and complicated, but I hope you stick with me, learn something and maybe even enjoy it. Or it might just make your head explode, in which case turn it off and go and make a cuppa. Okay, let's start with the word philosophy. Philia is a Greek word for love, but remember the Greeks have many words for love, so which particular love is this talking about? Well, philia is the love between two friends, a close familiar love but that isn't romantic. Sophos is another Greek word and it means wisdom, so philosophy means a strong love for wisdom. Doctors called us disorders of sexual development, which is very pathologizing. Mm. It's suggesting there's something wrong with us. Most of us are perfectly healthy and happy when left to our own devices. But sadly, that wasn't the case because binary sex was seen as the gold standard of what it is to be a human. Since being six or seven and becoming scared at prep school and learning to hide it, I had learned that the way to operate in life was to hide what I was feeling, to present myself as being calm and in charge of things and competent. And I think that inability to be authentically myself and the sort of desire to be seen as more successful than I was contributed to my mindset and kind of created my mindset when I committed my offence. I think there are so many misconceptions around women in Islam. And I think there is a mainstream narrative out there which perpetuates this docile, submissive, downtrodden woman. And it's just not true. And if you look at the history of Islam and if you look at women in Islam over centuries, they've led armies. They've been financially independent. And when I think about Khadija, peace be upon her, the wife of the Prophet, and I think about what she did, is it Bumble that's just doing that now? Is that what the app where women yeah. instigate... Yeah, you have to make the first move. ...a yes. relationship or instigate yeah. the first date? Yes. 1,400 years ago, she did that. I like Ari because it gives you that safe space for everyone to reflect upon ponderings of life. So the sort of stuff that in day-to-day living, so that's the social media posts, the sports teams, the games, and dare I say the end of year exam revisions, you just don't get a chance to. And Ari is a great place and space to think. 